A great pleasure to speak to you this evening, uh, Niels. And I must say, uh, for many of us, when we paid attention to the story last year, it certainly did make sense that the challenges are very real. We see it just outside Vanderbilt Park, as well as uh, the operations where ArcelorMittal has operations down in KZN. And maybe give us some perspective, just in terms of the challenges that this business is going through and how far-reaching they are for our economy and its people. Uh, yes, thanks uh, for the opportunity, Tando. Firstly, the, the, uh, it's only the long products that's in question, the, the flat-rolled products that you everybody knows well, the plate, uh, the materials used to make your fridges and go on your roof and so on, that is not, uh, not uh, actually in question at this point in time. It is just the long products. Now you see long products all around you when you go to the shopping malls, when you travel on the on the on the, on the train, you would see all the structures around you, the uh, uh, and the motor vehicle. When you drive your car uh, that was made in South Africa, you will find that the suspension and the springs, everything actually came originally through Newcastle. Mm. So that is the essentially the the problem in that there's two parts of steel manufacturing in South Africa, making steel, the one on the one hand, making it from iron ore. We've got an abundance of iron ore in our country, and then the other is made from scrap. Steel scrap is not the waste. People think of it as waste. No, it's scrap is a very valuable uh, 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 asset and is very recyclable. So for the past 100 years, we've had mills making both from iron ore and from scrap. That's uh, But the scrap mini mills make specifically for the more informal and the general market. The smaller sections you use for burglar borrowing and for uh, new gates and fences, etc. But it's a huge market, and the uh, but only Arcelor can make about five hundred thousand tons per annum of the required market for the formal sector for your motor car and the construction, etc. So the, the the problem is that after twenty ten, the uh, when the when the economy started to slide, uh, steel only do well when the growth rates are above two and a half percent. The government intervened then by supporting the scrap mini mills were in dire straits. The Oslo metal um, uh, mills were fine, but a lot of the scrap uh, mills were in dire straits. And then they introduced what's called the, the uh, scrap price preference system, mm. by which they get subsidized to, for the input steel at 30 to 40 percent below the world price. Mm. Now, that subsidy is not from the, from the government. It's actually enforced on us because the downstream is the local owners of the, uh, of those crap as well, the, and, and other people and as well, are the local owners. Maybe I can jump in there. So that is, that is the problem. And it, some clarity the, on this issue that these some some of these interventions haven't worked favorably in order to advance the competitiveness of the local environment. No, because it, it's uh, actually if you if one require if you require such a, a substantial uh, a, a subsidy, then it, it would point normally to an unsustainable industry. And there's overcapacity now by four times. Despite the difficulty, the, the Industrial Development Corporation continued investing in those scrap minimals. And today we have four times the capacity than the uh, than the demand. So that is the uh, the thing. So and what the uh, ArcelorMittal is asking for, we immediately acted with them after the announcement, and they're only asking for a level playing field. Same uh, transport tariffs as others. Uh, Rail tariffs, same electricity, and then this unequal playing field by the scrap. They cannot compete against the scrap minimals if the scrap minimals have that 40%, 30 to 40% input uh, uh, subsidy 
against themselves that have no subsidies. They don't want any bailouts, they say. They don't want any subsidies. Mm. This sounds like it's uh, certainly leading to the demise of a very significant business, but also a very significant sector. What engagements are taking place uh, with your organization and other parties to to see how best it is that we can revive uh, the operations, not only at AMSA, but just in terms of steel? Well, in a way, we... In the way we, at the moment, we uh, would be doing our best, but in a way, we may be just victims on the side because the, the the this is something that can only be sorted out between AMSA and the government. We know they are in busy interacting, but the clock is ticking. On 12 February, it, the uh, blast furnace at Newcastle will be switched off. It, to restart such a blast furnace, once it froze, as we talk about it, mm-hmm. then it will take months and billions. It will not start up again. We know that. They're still stealing the pipeline. They've made some steel. Uh, uh, all the uh, everyone was allowed to to actually place their orders, and they will still be rolling the products at Newcastle for a while and in uh, uh, Maleni. But then, by year by April, then we will begin to, uh, to see the shortages. We can import, but you know the state of our ports. Mm-hmm. There's going to be delays. Mm-hmm. Many of the products have been uniquely developed in South Africa for South Africa. Uh, except, for example, in our mining and rail and so on, that's not replaceable. It sounds like there are far-reaching consequences that we haven't fully considered here. Does this need further interventions by government? Yes, yes. The the, the, the once the domino effect starts, we will start with three thousand five hundred at Newcastle, but immediately surrounding that, the uh, experts tell us is going to very quickly be the thirty thousand. The, all the support systems, and then the dominoes start carry on running, and and eventually within a year or two, three could actually go into hundreds of thousands. And that, the problem is that that creates a distrust. We also the, uh, the, we are an organisation very involved in the in the uh, export of product because mm-hmm. we, there was no growth locally in South Africa. We are totally the only place where we can grow is in our exports. But if you can meet uh, the, the News spread around the globe within half an hour. We had the phone calls, and our clients overseas are are the, are the this this is causing a major trust failure with, with them. And unless we resolve this very very soon, we will also lose a, our substantial part of our export markets as the trust uh, are, are lost in South Africa as a reliable supplier of steel. Niels, what also concerns me about this is if we have the necessary skills um, available to help implement the right policies, turn the operational efficiencies of businesses around, and then also create a sense of sustainability within the ecosystem. It's a multi-pronged approach that needs various highly skilled stakeholders. Are they there? Yes, we believe, as far as AMSA is concerned, they, uh, they of course, have all the, uh, the old skills that they've always had through the years, and they also have the, the skills from the international operations available. So uh, uh, at this stage, we don't believe it's a skills uh, problem. Yes, we generally have a skills shortage in South Africa, but that is not the reason for the for the, for the the problem. The problem is, uh, let me, maybe I can put it another way, when you have overcapacity, four times the capacity of what is required, then there, there must be casualties. Mm. And now who's the casualties going to be? Is it going to be... The, uh, in the uh, minimal arena, there's about, about ten or ten minim- minimals. Um, or is it going to be with the with the uh, upstream mill making steel from iron ore? Um, that is that from a policy point, it will have to be the decision 
that can only be taken by the authorities. <laughs> we 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 can't can't play any influence. We, the downstream did uh, 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 promise support to Mittal and said they were there, that they will be supported if they continue keeping their open. In fact, pleaded with him to stay open. We because the sure. you can imagine the uh, the number of businesses that will the world will close when we we cannot get the material in time, the right price, etc. And we must. Do, and we, we become totally dependent on importation. Mm. As you mentioned, you know, literally pleading with them to keep the business open really shows us just how concerning and almost desperate the situation is. And I get it. We're talking about some of the technical aspects of steel uh, and we, we, you know, refer to the policies. But for the average South African who perhaps might still be left confused by this dynamic help us understand how this is likely going to impact them. Uh, and as you mentioned earlier, you know, some of the basics in terms of steel products that were typically affordable and available that we won't have access to? Yes, I think the, the impact will be will be will vary on the different uh, parts of the country. Of course, uh, like a Newcastle will be devastated. There's no question about that. Uh, the, the, it will, will be ruins very soon. But, but then it will continue into the, uh, you know, the Gauteng. So many steel companies concentrated in Gauteng um, the, the problem is, of course, that the moment that that happens, the, the, our clients will not only try and we, it's not for just for us to import the raw material. Typically, we saw that in Australia. The moment you lose your, your steel mills, the clients import the finished product. And we currently export to many clients around the globe. Mm. They immediately then will, instead of buying from us, they will buy directly from the countries where the steel is, the steel is made and where there's similar Operations. There's no need to then to come via Africa from the east with the, with the raw steel and then sending it off to the all the countries around the globe. So you lose your uh, uh, your, your 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 manufacturing industry, and it, this could trigger major deindustrialization, major deinvestment, and it, w- it will certainly not make South Africa attractive at all for any industrial uh, investment as far as steel is concerned. Goodness, Niels, we have a serious problem on our hands and let's certainly hope that uh, those in the right positions and uh, places of influence can certainly shift the status quo. But we appreciate you breaking the story down for us so eloquently and helping us understand the threat to our economy and the cities that uh, have really been established around these themes. Thank you again for your time. If you missed it live, catch the broadcast on kaya959.co.za.